clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. to University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Christmas time is coming, I can see it on your face. You're so is it, excited is it because, is it for because there's like a foot of snow that fell last night? Is that why <laughs> you can see it on my face? <laughs> You, you're not super excited to just throw on your snow boots and go out and make snow angels, Doc? I mean, I'm a little excited. I'm more excited about the really nice snowblower I bought. That's what oh, I'm more excited about. Fancy pants. I don't even have one of those. It's on my And we're back. Oh, no, this is your podcast. <laughs> I, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> How did you know that I hit that button? <laughs> well yes and we're back and before we start our next episode we just wanted to invite back brian and nick from how cool is this and you know we had so much fun reviewing those two episodes that you guys uh so graciously came on to introduce us to and uh, we had a blast reviewing it so i wanted to say thank you so much for again coming on the university of pleasure Sharing with us, you know, your show, and uh, you guys were so much fun to talk to. What did you What did you think of our reviews? The in depth reviews <laughs> that we gave. What's your review? What is your review of our reviews? <laughs> is that um, Is that what we're doing? I just want to make sure I understand Jeremiah's idea. So just yep, okay. <laughs> yes, that's what it is, Doc. That's what Great. it is. Great. Reviews cool. on reviews on reviews. We might uh, need yeah. to do our own five minute episode to do. A review of the review. I think yeah. you should. I think you should because I, there were a lot of nuggets of information that came from me. So it's a real, it's a real black hole, y'all. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first of all, thanks again for for having us on. Um, and you know, like we mentioned, I I think I love the idea of just more people talking about the ideas that we put out there on the show, um, because we always meant for them to be more of a conversation starter than the entire conversation. So it, it's great to you know get people thinking and talking about other things, um, but uh, and just to hear kind of a different perspective, maybe a perspective that's a little bit more rooted in um, actual science in, in things other than just uh, what Brian. <laughs> well, I'm very table, scientific, which is just <laughs> which is just you know whether or not we we think it's it's cool or or however whatever that definition means on on that certain day. So um, it, it's definitely nice to, to hear. Um, someone kind of dig a little bit deeper into the concepts that, that we um, have on the show. Well, it was awesome, man. Seriously, thank you so much to both of you uh, for being willing to come together and uh, do a little cross-pollination for our podcast <laughs> universes. And it was really fun to just get to know you guys. Hopefully, we'll all do this again. And uh, maybe there'll be something else that's cool that we can review and talk about. And and genuinely, thanks for taking the time to come on here and, you know, putting it into your schedule and uh, for being so cool because it was cool. 
So you just, anybody you, out, you well, couldn't you couldn't resist. I right? couldn't. Like, it's just, not possible. Uh, there's no way. It's not possible. Yeah. All right. So to all of our fans out there at the University of Pleasure, and I'm a little thrown off my game here because you know Brian the Cowboys fan had to jump in and steal my line right away. Uh, and we're back. It's fine. I got, I'm getting my footing under me for this episode. It's fine. It's I, fine. I read the script wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not easily shaken. It's fine. But all of our fans out there in the University of Pleasure, please take the time wherever you stream your uh, podcasts from. They're on all the streaming services. Check out their five-minute podcast. Except for Facebook. <laughs> Except for Facebook. How cool is this? And they're super cool, and it's really fun. Great conversation starter, and it was a blast to have you guys on. So thank you so much again to you both, and uh, we'll be talking soon. And I can't wait to hear the review and the review of our reviews <laughs> reviewing <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Just so many unfollows in this very brief period of time. Thanks, both. <laughs> thank you so thank much you again, much. guys. Thank we'll you. take care. We'll talk to you soon. That was so cool, talking to the guys from How Cool Is This? Wasn't that fun last week, Doc? And saying hello yeah, to them again, fun. getting it's the always, review. It's always fun to have guests, getting blood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have another announcement to make, but this is not an announcement about an announcement. This is a new official announcement, Doc. Why don't you tell our audience? Give them the new announcement. Yeah, well... um, we have this wonderful guest that often joins us, Laura Rademacher. My best people, friend. You're, well, the person you perceive as your best friend. Yes, Laura Rademacher. Um, and she has done some for those audience members trying to recall. She's done some of our consent episodes. Laura's fantastic. She's a wonderful sex therapist and marriage and licensed marriage and family therapist. Her and I, um, the University of Pleasure, is going to be presenting a spinoff podcast called Sex Therapist Shoot the Shit. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where we, um, really frankly, it's more laid back, right? Laura and I, we just shoot the shit and then um, hopefully are going to have, between the two of us, no, a bajillion sex therapists and we'll hopefully have other sex therapists joining us. Also just shooting shit. Which is amazing. You know, it, it, this is completely my brainchild. I came up with this whole idea you on my own. You came up with none of this. And uh, be... <laughs> none of this involved you in any way, which was, you know, maybe part of the gig. <laughs> you oh, take I'm that kidding. back. I'm kidding. You take that back. This is still the flagship show. Tell me it's still the flagship it's show. It's still the flagship show. We'll just see how the other one goes and, you know, what people Well, want you could have just stopped it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You had to keep going where it'd be like, well, maybe we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited. I love Laura Rademacher. She is brilliant. And I think the two of you are rock stars together. And I'm really excited genuinely to sit back and listen and hear yeah. and learn more. Um, I am not a part of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I will not be there to our millions of fans here at the University of Pleasure, but I promise you it's going to be worth it because they are awesome, awesome, well, and, you awesome. Know, and it's just, it's a little more laid back. It's just us more casually talking about topics and sexual health and mental health and also just like random. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna, we got no real design or plan. No, we recorded one the other night and it was tons of fun. 
Well, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to put it out there for our millions of fans here at the University of Pleasure. And uh, you are, you two are such brilliant women, and you do so much for so many. And I think the two of you combining forces is going to be unbelievable. So when you record the next one, please say hello to my best friend, Laura Rademacher. And don't forget, everybody, it's going to hopefully be we're going to be doing one of these a month now. Is that what the plan is? Yep, we're going to be month. launching one them soon. Month. So we will. I think at the next podcast, we will announce the release date. Excellent. I think it's what we've planned because we do like to make announcements about announcements. Yes, here and we not do. Have a real it's our clear plan before we start talking about something. Yeah, but we just got to <laughs> let people know, right? So the announcement about the announcement is sex therapist shoot the f- shit with Dr. Tara Jansen and Laura Rademacher. They're going to be joining forces, casually talking and bringing on other rock star sex therapists and, and family therapists and whatnot. And uh, we're really excited to, again, uh, bring another podcast about sexual health and well-being and, and and in a way that is very laid back and easy. Again, they are rock stars. I can't wait to listen to it myself. I learn all the time being on this podcast. I can't imagine what it's going to be like to listen to these rock stars sit and talk about important topics like this. So let's get to our topic for today. What do you say, Doc? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be good. Here we go. A Holiday Guide to Sexy Gift-Giving Thinking Twice When Deciding to Give Something Naughty or Nice Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I was proud of that one. Yeah, you should be proud of that one. (laughs) I'm always proud of a rhyme. Yeah, a really good rhyme like this is super classy. It's good. Okay, so I want to know, so we're going to talk about errors first. What are some mistakes people make here, Doc? Well, can can I talk about why I wanted to do this? This oh, one? I mean, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's Christmas and, you know, well, Christmas and Hanukkah and all the the gift-giving celebrations. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's obvious and that people are, might be thinking about buying gifts. But I'm going to tell you, and we can talk about errors in a second, this can go awry in so many ways. Okay. I have had so many dialogues in couple <laughs> sessions or individual sessions around a gift, not always a holiday gift, but a gift gone awry. Got it. And so I, I wanted to do this episode because I think the timing of it around the holidays is maybe a good idea. And also just to, you know, have some thinking about it, right? Whether you're the one whose partner maybe gets you sexy gifts and you could give them some tips or you're thinking about buying a sexy gift. There you go. I like this. I love getting sexy gifts for people, for friends, my my wife, obviously, numero uno. I've helped friends in the past who were too afraid to buy sexy items for themselves where they've confided in me and said, you know, I've actually never had a toy or a this. And I'm like, remember that for Christmas. You know what I mean? So I don't feel that I've ever made egregious mistakes in this gift giving world, but I'm willing, let's set aside the wonderment of how good I am at it. Okay. And then I'm I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the concept that you hesitate to see that you have made mistakes. I'm being real. I haven't gotten that feedback. So let's just, you know, we'll put aside the fact and pretend that I have maybe made mistakes. What are some of the quote unquote mistakes that someone like me who has never made one might have made? Okay. Yeah. Well, so I think that some of the biggest errors, these are, I would say these are like the top three here. Uh, I think 
the biggest sort of piece is when people, and I honestly think that a lot of this applies to general gift giving as an aside. Okay. So, you know, you know, think about this as well as just general gift giving advice, but somebody thinking of what they would enjoy versus what their partner would enjoy. Right. Gotcha. So like a lot of times what can happen is somebody is, and this is sort of maybe the second error that people can get kind of carried away with a fantasy of their own and then convince themselves that someone else is on board before they've ever even really checked with that person. Oh, I, I can see how had... that would be a, a negative ghost rider scenario. Like, yeah, you got to definitely make sure. Like if I just randomly bought a dildo for a friend or something like that. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure that that was what they wanted at the end of the day. I could see how that would go awry. I mean, I think if you're going to be buying dildos for friends, you should really be in at least the 90th percentile. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> um, I'm sure it if you're just going to be randomly popping off dildos to people. Right. Oh, right. Uh, that would be wise. But yeah, I think um, like, Sometimes, you know, and this happens a lot, like when we give gifts, this is just kind of some general psychology, right? Like a lot of times when we make choices and decisions, we operate from our own, you know, our own truths, right? Because that's the truth we're living. We think about what we would like, and then we're like, okay, well, of course someone, and we kind of map that on, right? We project that to a certain degree. And frankly, that's kind of normative, um, especially in absence of information, right? So in absence of knowing stuff from your partner, which is why this will also be another plug for reasons to talk to your partner, right? Or, you know, whether that's long-term, short-term around what they like and maybe what they're interested in or not interested in, only because in absence of other information, we often start to project on like our own wants, our own needs, our own sort of, you know, things that we would enjoy. And so uh, that a lot of times what can happen is somebody kind of starts to create an attachment to like this idea of like, ooh, I know, like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've seen and I don't need to be stereotypical, but I've had a number of conversations about lingerie gone awry. Really? And, and vibrators, actually. Really? Like, yeah. You know, uh, timing is also incredibly important. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, lingerie, see, I mean, I don't see, I mean, hmm. Lingerie yeah, we'll, going awry. You're going to have we'll, to explain we'll this to me. It. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You know, I'm a big fan of the lingerie. We're going to have our own line I, of University of Pleasure lingerie at some point in time. We are going to have uh, conversations about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling need, a little uh, resistance to... about our business decisions. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and have some dialogues about that later, but off the air. Anyway, so um, I, I think that the... One of the other kind of, I think, the major errors that happens, and this is, we can talk about this later on in the context of lingerie, right, is the people may assume a partner's comfort or in, like assume somebody's comfort level with something or their interest level in something, and they right, may make right. assumptions. And as we all know, assumptions can sometimes not go so Never well. good. We talk about it here many episodes. Never assume. Yes. So I, I think that really when things go poorly, it usually has to do thematically with some of those kind of things, right? That mm-hmm. somebody's a little bit mm-hmm. more stuck in there thinking about what somebody might enjoy. Um, uh, maybe a, the buyer gets carried away with a fantasy of their own or somebody's kind of assuming somebody's interest level or their comfort level with something. 
Gotcha. And that's it? <laughs> it's like, are you going to... No. Usually you create more of a segue. Do you want me to keep going? No. I, I, I thought you had something more to say about it. I, you nope, know. that was all. Okay. All right. So what can we do? Let's, let's just go into lingerie. Let's start there. Okay. I don't see how lingerie is something that would be uh, something that you could screw up very easily. All right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I so, clearly you disagree. I'm just because for me, I mean, I have a lot of friends buy lingerie for their wives, stuff like that. Now they don't they don't wear it every day, and nobody's you know. I, but I, I would I I, I want to understand where this comes from. Like what well, what could like be a mistake? Because like I can understand it. I understand the dildos, I understand the vibrators, I understand toys that people may have not been comfortable with and discussed uh, properly, so to speak, right? But with the idea of lingerie it's like you know maybe you wear it one time maybe they never put it on but you know it's because is it like because that person like let's say it's a heterosexual couple and he and the gentleman's buying it for his wife and she maybe isn't you know a fan of the lingerie and that might upset her i mean i'm confused. yeah let me yeah okay well you know i'll, I'll explain right so don't get me wrong i want to be very clear as always on this podcast, like some of the stuff that I'm saying applies to some people and doesn't apply to other people, right? I'm talking about considerations to make because, hey, think about that, like just pause and think about it a little bit. So with like sexy clothing, right? Whether it's lingerie or let's say you're buying, you know, I don't know, a partner, something that you, like a male identified partner, something you think that he or they'd look sexy in or whatever, right? Or a non-binary partner, it doesn't really right, matter, right, right, right. gender. But like, there's something called object of desire self-consciousness, right? Object that sounds of really doctory and fancy i'm not it is, gonna and lie we've talked about it on the podcast we you've never said those uh, words in yes, that order no you have yes, never I have. um i i do not believe do you know you. what's really fun and i'm very excited about is like next week we're recording i think our season finale right yes we are and do you remember what we do in our season finale Oh, is it the thing where you ask me if I remember stuff? Yeah, our segment was Jeremiah listening. No. I suggest I I'm going to give you a heads up this time. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. Oh, speaking of which, we need to make sure we need to see if Greg's available. I'd love to have Greg on for what oh, Jeremiah listening. Oh God. <laughs> anyway. All right, okay. I'll ask Greg. Continue, please. Okay. So, object of desire, self consciousness, is just a fancy way of saying one's sense of their own desirability how desirable they feel to others. Okay. Mm. And it's actually incredibly important in a lot of areas of sexual functioning. And there's a ton of research. It's kind of like no-duh research where it sort of just is like, well, yeah, how sexy someone feels, how desirable they feel. I do that impact. kind of research all the time. Right. What do you mean? No-duh. Oh, no-duh research. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, it's a, it's it feels a bit common sense, but it's incredibly important to kind of how people may feel about something. So, Let's say somebody is not the thing about object of desire, self-consciousness is like you might have like because it's one sense of their own desirability. Sometimes that can kind of not be as impacted by someone else. It's uh, by someone how sexy or how desirable someone else thinks they are. So here's an example. Let's say that somebody 
really just not feeling very good in their body or like not feeling very good about how they look and they just don't feel very desirable, you know, and they might have a partner that like goes out of their way to be like, I think you're really beautiful. I think you're really hot. And in certain ways might feel good or might not make anything worse, but it also might not really change how desirable that person feels, right? Because it's about their own sense of desirability. Gotcha. And even if their partner thinks they're the sexiest thing in the world, it doesn't mean that they necessarily feel that. And sometimes, sometimes, not always, somebody really kind of like saying, oh, I think you're so sexy. I think you're so hot. When someone doesn't actually feel that way, it can actually be distressing. Side note, that's called self-verification theory. If we're going to get really fancy today in psychology. Self-verification theory. I'm interested in this. Okay. I, so I really self, am. Okay. Self-verification self theory is, well, an aspect of it is that a lot of times it actually creates what's called dissonance. So like internal distress when we kind of have to take in data that conflicts with our own self view. So okay. let's say like, if you know anybody that's really bad taking compliments, right? So let's say somebody, right, maybe doesn't think they're all that smart. And somebody says, you know, I think you're just brilliant. And you would expect they'd be pleased with that compliment. But in fact, they actually look kind of distressed, or they might reject it. Sometimes what might be going on is they really don't feel that way. And so it kind of conflicts with their own self view. And then it actually creates a, a feeling of distress, because it doesn't feel real or true to them. Make sense? Makes total sense. I'm right. with you 100%. And so if you, if, if somebody's not like feeling super sexy or super desirable, the assumption that like, oh, if I buy you sexy clothes, that's going to make you feel sexy, like that I think you'd look sexy in, that might not always play out the way that you want it, right? What in fact it might do is create a little anxiety or distress for somebody. Okay. They might go, oh my gosh, my partner wants me to wear this. I feel hideous. I don't, yeah, I, I feel gross or I don't feel very good about my body. This is like stressful. And now there feels like there's an expectation to wear it and okay. to perform that you feel sexy in it. Okay. And so it's I, really... I'm with you now. I'm I'm totally on board with this. I thought it was a little bit of mumbo jumbo in the beginning, but I'm totally <laughs> understanding now where you're coming from. Because that would make sense. If you're getting something that you think, you know, because you're sitting here going, my partner's so beautiful. She's so sexy. I'm talking about, say, for me, right? But if she doesn't feel sexy, right? And then I went and got her, like, the sexiest lingerie that I think would look so great on her, but she feels like crap about herself, right? Like, it not... Or like, at least maybe not very confident. Or maybe not very confident, and you buy that for them, that can actually make it worse for them. Because... Can, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, this is create, like, yeah, bleh, can, my brain. <laughs> because it can create a sense of, of expectation. It can create a sense. And it can also can get, just remind somebody that they're not feeling too good in that area of their life, perhaps, right now. And again, some other people, and we can. I'm going to talk about some tips, right, But uh, around buying people sexy gifts. But some other person might be like, they might love it, right? The whole point is like, the whole point of this whole podcast today is like, if that's the title. Think it twice. Just give it a quick think. Think it over a couple times because it's all about context, right? Like it's all about what's going on. Timing is always important. What's going on in your life right now? Like let's say for instance, somebody has been talking to you frequently about how, I don't know, they gained some weight and they don't feel very sexy and you might go, oh, well, then I'll buy some sexy clothing for them and that will make them feel sexy. I would go, hey, you just pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally understand this now. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally like, makes sense. Yeah. Pause. Maybe think about some other conversations you have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume an A equals B relationship unless, you know, you know, like, and sometimes, you know, you know a partner really well and you know that like that kind of stuff does that make them feel sexier, you know, but right. it's, it's all about giving, giving it a little think. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would say about lingerie or frankly, like, like I said, I think a cross gender, any kind of clothing you're buying for somebody or like something for someone to wear, like, I don't know, it might be like a, like a harness, right? Like a leather harness or something that you think they'd look super hot in. And you're like, I think that's going to look great on my partner. And they might feel incredibly uncomfortable in okay. something like that that totally and, makes sense and, and you would say like this applies to like toys and stuff like that as well like like vibrators dildos yeah, that sort I, of thing yeah i think that like sex toys too like can like those can be super fun and they can be really you know a great gift but if you've got a partner let's say here's the problem when i say timing is everything i i mean timing is everything I have had a lot of dialogues with people that have received sex toys at gifts as gifts after a lot of conflict around them not having enough sex in yeah, their relationship. Yeah, like, kind of like, if I get them this, that'll fix it. If I get them yes. this toy, it'll make it better. It, it communicates a different message. It doesn't yeah. communicate, here, I was thinking of you, here's a wonderful gift. It's, here's a gift that's a reminder that I'm dissatisfied currently with our sex life. I'm going to tell you, Oof. it does not play well. Yeah. It doesn't play well at all. A too brutal. Right. And so timing, context, like, as is true of any gift, right? Like, it's kind of like, you know, timing and context. You know, let's say you've been dating somebody and on your third date, you're like, oh, it's your birthday. I bought you plane tickets to Paris. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that might be kind of cool or super intense and creepy because the right. context of that doesn't quite play out but maybe you've been together for a year and it's your birthday and those flying tickets to paris now are suddenly amazing so all of that stuff can be very important um i i think um if i can i wanted to go through do we want to take a break here or should i start on tips no no i i think you're right on the money doc i think we should take a quick break and then we're going to come back with some tips and tricks what do you think yeah sounds good all right we'll be right back And we're back with some tips and tricks for buying <laughs> some sexy gifts for your partners for the holidays or friends or lovers or just, you know, people you dig, whatever. Tips and tricks, Doc. Lay it on us, buying sexy yeah. gifts without screwing it up, which I've never done, which we established in the beginning of the episode. Continue. Great. <laughs> you might want to check on that after the episode. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Uh... I think one of the things is like, this is kind of a pretty clear based on some of the stuff I've said, but just to state it very plainly, I think it is useful to assess someone's interest prior to buying a gift, just like you would probably any other gift or like a bigger gift or something you're going to buy somebody, right? Like, you know how like around the holidays or like someone's birthday, you might like kind of hint at something like, oh yeah, would you ever be interested in why, you know, like, do you like kayaking before I buy you a kayak? Right, right, like, how do right. you feel about it? And you know, you might be a little more subtle, but like you kind of try to gather some data and assess some of that. And I would recommend that in the very same way you would for any other gift around 
a sexy gift. And I, it does seem like, well, of course someone would do that. But I do think people often can get carried away with sexy gifts and sometimes in their own fantasies. And so like, sometimes it's good to just remind yourself that like giving a sexy gift really is like giving any other gift. And so some things that you would do for that can be really helpful. Okay. And it, it also sort of is like, people don't communicate as easily about sex as they do about maybe kayaks sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. So people can be a little more avoidant of those conversations. Yeah. And if you know that you're in maybe a partnership or a couple or seeing something where you all haven't talked much about sex, then maybe start with that before buying a gift yep. and starting to talk about things that people like and don't like. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is just take it or don't. Uh, think about buying another gift that is that definitely, definitely also feels like it's for that person, right? right. So don't just give a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like, you. I'm feeling you. Don't have that be your main. Okay, I'm gonna tell this story, and I, my dad's gonna kill me, but I don't know. Then my parents might kill me. But one year. My dad bought my mom a meat slicer <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> oh, it, dear God. And it wasn't, it wasn't well received. I can imagine <laughs> so. It would be like, it's it, that's of a level of like, I bought you workout videos. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't well received. Yeah. And yeah. I can I imagine think, not, Doc. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of, why it wasn't well received is you know it it maybe didn't feel like a gift that was like for her right yeah and you know i know my dad maybe thought my mom would really enjoy this meat slicer but at the end of the day it kind of fell flat and Got it. now we all laugh about it and dad i love you and i'm sorry that i told that story if you listen to this podcast <laughs> um, i am an grateful man. you did and, and thank you dad uh because that's brilliant <laughs> it makes me feel um, anyway, much right, better like, about myself continue but but I think when um, when you have like sort of like, I don't know, like a gift that you're a little unsure about and a lot of times sexy gifts can be that, have like a different gift that you feel a little bit more confident in. And sometimes I even think like a sexy gift, depending on like kind of where things are at and you're, if you're going to take that leap and try to buy something, maybe almost labeling it more of like when you give it to somebody saying like, this is more of a gift for us. Got because it. sometimes somebody might not really be on board with that sexy gift or it doesn't really feel like it's for them. It feels sure. like it's more for you. Sure. So sort of labeling it or setting a different expectation around like this isn't a box and I'm handing it to you, but I'm thinking of it more for us, right? Especially if it's something that you're wanting to use yep. with them, yep. like a toy or something. Yep. Um, I, you know, another sort of piece around this, uh, like assessing things you know i really think it's important to have dialogues if you you know and, and finding ways to weave in like asking somebody what makes them feel sexy or what like what they might enjoy or what they might like because you're gonna have a lot more fun like let's say you do buy someone like sexy clothing we'll use that because we were talking about that we'll use that as an example sure if you buy them something that they say they would feel sexy in versus something you think they would look sexy in, I promise you, you will have a better time. Yeah, right? well, I mean, that makes total sense because now after having, you know, my brain scrambled today, 
you know, like if I bought something that I thought was really sexy for my wife, but if she's not going to feel sexy at it, but if she told me, ooh, I wish I could have that outfit in the store because I would feel so sexy and beautiful in that outfit, like ding, 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 bro, yeah. go and get that one and not the one that you think is super hot. Yeah. So when I was talking earlier about object of desire, self-consciousness, one sense of their own desirability can absolutely impact a person's arousal right? Like their engagement, their sexual engagement, their right. sexual arousal. When people feel sexier, they have a better time. And usually you as a partner then have a better time. So like being kind of thoughtful about like trying to gauge what helps your partner feel sexy versus kind of putting like going with what you think would look sexy on them. Right. And that's not to say you can't negotiate more of that in the future with a partner, but especially if you're just kind of trying to enter into this, um, this with like a gift, you know, like that's something to think about. Um, here's the thing. It's yep. another one. Uh, I suggest if you give a sexy gift, like let's say a toy or, or an outfit, give it with no strings attached. And here's what I mean by that. If it's a toy, right, saying, hey, you can use this by yourself. It doesn't need to be with me privately. However you want to use this, this is for you without the string of like the expectation of that it needs to be used with you. Like, let's say you buy somebody a vibrator. Okay. Right, right. The common gift, frankly, that's given. Yep. Let's say you buy somebody a vibrator and you're hoping that they want to use it with you in some kind of sexual context. I think sometimes stating like, hey, if you ever want to use it with me, cool, but it's really for you and use it, don't use it, right? Because a lot of times when it feels like there's strings attached to that and an expectation that some, so it's like literally stating that out loud can be helpful because okay. when it feels like there's strings attached, then again, it creates expectation and a sense of pressure. And so often pressure is not sexy and it doesn't feel sexy and it doesn't make people feel, it doesn't, it's not motivating. Right. And we've talked about this before on previous podcasts. Yes, we have, because I remember. I remember we did. So are you saying this because you're nervous about no was Jeremiah's no. <laughs> section? I remember. Okay. <laughs> um, but okay, one of the things I wanted to say though about that, and this is something we've talked about on previous cast, like being patient, right? Often allows for you also having a better experience yourself, right? So let's say you buy somebody something that you're really excited about. Maybe it's a piece of clothing or like something they can wear, I don't know, like a harness or like, I don't know, like a, stra like, like a strap or something, right? That like you want them to wear that you think um, a strap, by the way, is like a strap on for like a dildo or like. Okay. A I mean, I wasn't going to, I'm, I'm glad you clarified for the audience because I clearly knew uh, what you were talking about. Uh, Great. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean, there's all sorts of things. I mean, I don't know. Let's say you bought uh, your partner one of those like butt plugs that's got like a foxtail coming out of it, you know? Like, there's all sorts of things people can wear or use. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's lots of laundry is by far not the only like I would say adornment that somebody can wear and like you know there are all sorts of like kind of kink play and thing like that might, that might have specific clothing associated with it or things that people want to use and so really just practicing some patience because one of the things that I suggest to clients all the time and people all the time and I think I've talked about it in a previous podcast like if you get a new toy, let's say outside of the gift giving context, right? If you buy a new toy or like you and your partner are interested in a new toy or something new, use it just with yourself first, gain some comfort with it, right? Like learn how it works, learn how to use it, you know, because 
it can often be a better experience than trying to like, let's say it's like a new, really like super newfangled vibrator with like one of the ones with like 90 buttons and settings. Yeah. I've, I've run it's across really those. It's not as sexy when you have to sit down together and read directions. Like you're putting together an Ikea setup, you know what right. I mean? And, and when you're like really comfortable with a partner, it might not be that big a deal to do that. But let's say you're having a little anxiety or nerves or sex maybe has been a little fraught lately and you're bringing in a toy to like kind of try to help that might actually make it worse, right? Because usually if things have been a little fraught sexually and you're trying to like, I don't know, spice things up or you're trying to like, I don't know, improve on what's been going on, everyone's might be a little bit more tense. And so things like that, like interruptions can be sometimes being like, ah, see failure, you know, and people can kind of lose that. So it really, like I said, context really matters. But I do say this thing about no strings attached because sometimes people do give gifts with and they communicate it with a, a degree of expectation right yeah you know, like, well, of course of course you know if you bought lingerie and you want to see them wear it right or you bought them a toy that you thought would be really fun you want to see them use it or maybe use it with so you know you put too much heavy expectation on there and it's going to have an adverse effect you know i, right. I mean if they're not really ready and rocking and feeling confident in oneself at that time right. Which means that part of giving someone that space, like it is sometimes helpful, especially, you know, you read your own relationships, right? And right. I think it's, if you if things have, you know, unless you know, like, I mean, my partner get each other sex gifts all the time and it goes totally fine. Well, then this podcast is not for, we're not, I'm not really talking to you, right? <laughs> like who, right, I'm, right. who I'm talking to, right? It's maybe more of like, mm, we don't really do this very often. But I think one thing to be really mindful of is like, <laughs> Like, if you do that, like, it can be helpful to say, okay, like, hey, I just want you to know, like, this is just for you. Like, if you ever want me to, like, play with it with you or wear it for me or whatever the case might be, awesome. But it, there's no expectation of that. I just got it for you. Like, just saying that can be really helpful. Yep. But the other kind of thing that people might do that sometimes not the best move is they're like, no, it's for you. And then they're consistently checking in on it. Oh. Hey, did um, do you want to use that toy I got? Hey, oh, yeah. do you want to wear that thing it? I got you? Yeah. You want to do that? It. Do you want to wear that? Do you come on? I got you that thing. What about that thing? Why aren't you wearing that thing that I got you? Or why aren't we playing with that toy that we bought? And the other person's like, hey, remember a gift like a per when you give a gift, a person's not really consenting to it. You're hoping they like it. Right. So good point, Doc. Very good point. You know, and so it it can create a tricky dynamic. So I would say, don't do that. <laughs> like, but don't do, uh, do, uh, don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. It can create a sense of um, con it, well, it can create conflict. Frankly, I've been a part of those conflicts in sessions before. So, yep. um, I the last piece that I want to talk about today is damage control. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm glad you're covering this aspect because so many people, man, they make the mistake, you know. So, what can we do to to clean up our own messes? Yeah. So, like, just in case. Just in case you take a risk, you think you got it right. You know what I mean? Like you you go for the gold. You're like, no, shut up, lady. I know my partner. She's going to love this or he's going to love this or they're going to love this, whatever. And it doesn't land. Yeah. Okay? Um, Oops. Uh, one of the biggest things, and I think this is like my like number one piece of feedback. Try to manage your sense of irritation or upset with the other person for not being into it. 
Okay. Right. Yes. Yes. You can't be annoyed because, hey, well, I mean, if you're putting expectations on a gift before you even give it to somebody, that's a fail, right? Isn't that kind of a... Yeah. And honestly, I would say this is true of like, if you fail on any kind of gift, I know some people are like really hard to give gifts for and they don't really seem to like stuff. But like, I think if you get a gift wrong, generally speaking, what doesn't feel good is you get mad at that person because they didn't <laughs> like your gift, but it's a super common response. Yeah. My mom was that way. Uh, with clothing that she would buy me and it was never anything I wanted to wear and I would tell her year after year after mom don't buy me clothes I'm particular about what I like to wear and she'd be like get me the sweater that I would never wear and then I'd be like oh thanks she'd be like you don't like it so you're probably never gonna wear it right like well, I mean ma I told you don't give me the clothes like, like I don't know you know I don't be a jerk but yeah you, you know what I'm saying doc like yeah okay all right and it yeah and it can go I think when it's like a sex toy or something like that, or like it's a sexy gift, sometimes I think people can feel even like doubly hurt and maybe a little bit rejected. Yeah. And so sometimes we don't always behave our best, but like if you're going to give a gift and somebody doesn't like it and if you're like, well, why don't you like it? You know, it's not going to go well. All it's going to do is create conflict. And I want people like, I want like to be really thoughtful about this now you have associated that toy, that outfit, that like, I don't know, maybe it was like, I don't know, maybe someone wanted to try pegging and they bought a strap and a dildo for it, right? Like whatever that was, you've now associated that with conflict and negative feelings. Right, right. That's not going to then, and now it's going to have that sort of a patina on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that might make it harder to approach in the future. And so being really thoughtful about like, okay, hey, that's okay. Like if, if somebody doesn't like a gift, just be like, all right, well, you know, no worries. Like I thought it would work, but uh, like, hey, enjoy it or don't, you know, I misread the situation. I think sometimes people underestimate the power of just a simple, genuine apology. I'm sorry. I thought it would be something you like. I apologize that I misread that. Simple, simple easy apologizing doesn't mean you're apologizing for being thoughtful exactly or like being exactly. nice listen sometimes we make mistakes yeah it just means like oh hey i'm sorry that i misread that i thought that that would be something that you like right but getting defensive or getting like cranky about it just really isn't gonna go the way you want it absolutely um, yeah because it is totally okay to have missed the mark um, but if you make it the other person's fault that you missed the mark. <laughs> that you screwed up, that you didn't realize. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to go over well. It's likely going to be a real bummer event. Yeah. Because the reality is, is like, it doesn't need to be a big deal. I agree. So don't, so don't make it one. And frankly, this holiday season, I would say that about a lot of other gifts giving. Just, <laughs> just, generally speaking. just in general. Let's put right. it that way. Like, just in like, general. Ah, I'm sorry. I thought you'd like it. No worries. You know. Right. Everyone moves on. Uh, so that would actually probably be, I would say, my number one piece of advice. If you don't, if it doesn't land, just apologize for misreading it and move on. Don't make a big deal. Don't be, don't pout. <laughs> don't, Pouting don't is not pout. sexy. It's not hot. It's not sexy. <laughs> well, Doc, I think this was yes. brilliant. I can't thank you enough for oh, all the- Can I say one more thing? I appreciate all the nice things you're about to say, but can't say one more Oh my gosh. Go ahead. If you receive a sexy gift, okay, and you could see that your partner did not give give your partner the benefit of the doubt. 
Okay. If you can see that your partner was trying and they weren't trying and they're, they're being sweet and nice about it, you know, like, and they weren't trying to like oppress something upon you, like give them the benefit of the doubt that they were trying. Right. Because if you, sometimes people also on the receiving end cannot react well at times. Like you thought I wanted this. You thought I would like this. Yeah. You know, so I think really at the end of the day, if, if everyone's just trying to give each other the benefit of the doubt and be nice and be kind, often things work out much better. There, so there we go. go. There we go. Are we good? We're good. All right. Thank you, Doc, for all that you do. <laughs> and honestly, that was actually awesome. We're getting close to the holidays. So really, folks, take this in. Take in what the Doc is saying. You know, and I even had my mind blown a little bit today. Uh, you know, when we we're talking about that stuff about, you know, if somebody's not feeling sexy, you buy something that you think would look sexy on them, but they don't feel sexy, that's going to have an adverse reaction. And then be kind, give your, you know, give everybody benefit of the doubt. I think this is great. Thank you so much, Doc, as always, for all that you do. I'm really excited to listen to Sex Therapist Shoot the Shit, which is going to be coming out. We're going to give you that date next week. And uh, everybody have a wonderful time prepping for the holidays, or if you're uh, religion is part of a holiday right now. Hope you're enjoying it. And we will be talking to you again next week for the grand season finale of season two. And maybe Greg will be here too. I don't know. Doc and I'll talk about it. <laughs> Thank hope, you, Doc. I hope Greg comes. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope Greg comes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> be kind to one another, everybody. And uh, thanks for everything, Doc. Bye. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. <laughs>